What's happening, friends? Thank you for coming and hanging out, and let's do a show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, today is Cinco de Mayo. It is May 5th. Cinco de Mayo, 5th of May. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So what does that mean? Uh, that means you celebrate. No, I'm asking uh, you. You celebrate very hard. I'm asking you what Cinco de Mayo is. So Cinco de Mayo is the, the 5th of May, and it is celebrating a battle that was won, and it was the Battle of Puebla. And to a lot of people down in Mexico, that was a big deal because it freed a lot of people down there. It, although people think it's a Mexican Independence Day, that is not. It is not the Mexican Independence Day. Don't we celebrate it more here than... Than, than Mexico? I mean, yes, we like the celebration part down there. I mean, it really is meaningful to certain people, but over here, it's just a time to get drunk and drink and eat Mexican food. And if you're wondering why Eddie is speaking on this, he is a Mexican. Sure, I'm Hispanic. I am American. I was born here in America. However, a lot of my family, three generations down, were born in Mexico, and we're Mexicans. Eddie's even told me to say, can I do a segment called Ask a Mexican? I don't want to call it that. But ask why not? what? I am a Mexican, and you can ask me whatever you want, Bones. Okay, first of all, <laughs> let's do the Spanish word of the day. Yes. That I'm comfortable let's with. Let's go. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of the day today, and this is just to educate everyone out there so they can speak a little Spanish in their everyday conversation. The word of the day is niña. Do you know what that means, Bones? Niña. Yes. It's a, a, a grandma. No, it's a girl, actually. Oh, dang. I knew it was something like that. So, niña, N-I-N-A. Let me use that in a sentence for you. Please don't take the niña. Mm. A niña in a country song. <laughs> what in the world did you do, do so wrong? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Niña. Come on, Amy. You put your halo on. Or what's Maren Morris girl? Nice. Beyonce girl. No, Maren Morris girl. She oh, has a song she called a Girl. Song? Oh, nice. Or what's the other one? Niña, put your records on. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Play me your favorite it's song. Oh, or Niñas just wanna have fun. <laughs> that's a good oh, one. Oh, Niñas just it. wanna have fun. Um, Eddie, again, Eddie wanted me to do a segment called Ask yes. a Mexican. Yes. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna ask my friend Eddie, who is of Mexican heritage. Correct. Okay. You feel better saying that? Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to get canceled here. <laughs> uh, my question is, is it okay to have a margarita or a Mexican beer today? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think I actually encourage that. If you want to have a beer, have a Mexican beer. There's Corona, Dos Equis, margaritas for sure. But please, please do not call it a marg. Mm-hmm. It is a margarita. Okay. And uh, also, let's just get rid of the whole phrase Cinco de Drinco. Okay? Mm. Get okay. that out of here. We don't need that. My next question, is it okay to wear a sombrero today? Uh, let me think about that. No. No, no, no. no. We, we are a culture. We, we're not a cartoon character, so no uh, costumes, please. A sombrero, not good unless you're working on the yard and you're trying to protect yourself from the sun. No sombrero. Oh, I think I know the answer to this one. But how about, is it okay to speak in a Mexican accent? <laughs> no. Again, you cannot do the Mexican accent. Look, they've already canceled Pepe Le Pew. We do not want to cancel Speedy Gonzalez now, all right? No Mexican accent. Speak in your normal accent. Okay. I don't need, those weren't even questions I was going to ask. Why not? Eddie, Eddie told me to ask those. So, <laughs> I don't get- I, no, I honestly think people were wondering, like, hey, should we do this? Is this okay? Sombreros, no. Mexican accent, No. Cinco de Drinco. Get that out of okay, here. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening, especially if you listen to the podcast right now. Appreciate it. Maybe we're not on where you live. Maybe you don't wake up. Maybe you don't want to hear us in the morning. I get it. But thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday, May the 7th, for the first ever Bobby Fest. It's in two different cities. 
It's an all-day event. We're talking about uh, there'll be a side stage with music and probably like a magician and face painting and stuff for the kids to go out. We'll probably open the, the festival at like noon or one. Nice. And then music starts later and rolls all night long. Uh, the headliner is your favorite band. I'm talking to you listening right now, even though you don't want to admit it. Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. <laughs> don't know you'll get probably gotta hit the road, but now I'm a mistake. So we're going to play Before Us. He's got a bunch of number one hits. He's like a legitimate artist. Russell Dickerson. What else do you have over there from Russell, Ray? What songs? Blue Tacoma. Okay, here's Blue Tacoma. Let's go to one. Let's go to one. Then Maddie and Tay are going to play. Do you have that slow one they have, the one number one? Yeah. What's that one called? Die from a Broken Heart. Oh, it's a good one. But we're open for business. Talk about America. Yeah. So come on. Make your plans. It's a Labor Day weekend anyway. Mm-hmm. We're off that Monday. Morgan, I'm assuming you're going home for this. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I was there the last time y'all went to Wichita, and it was insane. When was that? Um, probably a few years ago. It was like the little carnival thing. It was for our... Um, oh, we weren't in Wichita. We, we go that was, all the time. That no, was it was outside. for a fair. Yeah, outside of Wichita. Fair. Yeah, but it was Wichita. It was the Kansas State Fair. Oh, it was the state. I remember that. Yeah, yeah it was out, a little bit outside of Wichita. Yeah. yeah Wichita that, loves y'all. That was insane, which is why we picked the first. And if these go well, we we should we come to more cities. Tampa, let's Ooh, go. Oh, that'd be awesome. Boston. Oh, my gosh. That'd be let's great. Let's go. Seattle. What? I don't know. Cool. I'm just naming cities <laughs> at this point. I have no idea. Washington, D.C. Let's go. Little Rock. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, tickets go on sale tomorrow, uh, which is, no, no, on Friday at 10 a.m., so get your tickets. Thank you. Ticketmaster.com. Thank you. Here's another bit. All right, let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. Good morning, studio. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a little over two years. I love him more than I can put into words, but I have one major concern, his finances. Many of our arguments or discussions revolve around money. He's very frugal, has a great savings balance. He's able to save money also because he lives with his mom, where his only financial needs are a few groceries, a car, and his pet. I, on the other hand, live on my own, pay all the bills. He complains often when we go out to eat and I ask him to pay. It is very frustrating to me, and I want to express how I feel without another argument. So what would you suggest? Keep being the wonderful people you are from Anonymous. All right, they're coming from two different places. Amy, what is your suggestion to them? I mean, I guess if she feels as though he's he's able to save more than she is, so and then he calls her out for it, but he's living with his mom, so he doesn't have all the bills. I mean, I think she just has an honest conversation with him. Like, hey, I'm not able to save as much as you are because I'm paying for a bunch of stuff, so I think it's fair for you to pay for dinner from time to time. Eddie? Yeah. You've been I, married for a long time? Sure, almost 16 years. And you guys had financial discrepancies because <laughs> your wife was in big debt. Yes. Yeah. From the very beginning, my wife liked to use credit cards. I, on the other hand, didn't really believe in credit cards, so that had to get, what do they say, nipped in the butt really quick? The bud. The yeah. bud. Yeah. Okay. I had to nip it really quick and be like, hey, that's not how we're going to do it. However, see, this is really similar to how our marriage started with their situation because she kind of influenced me to be like, no, 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 live life a little. That's what credit cards are for. So we went on a big vacation to Hawaii, saw Pearl Jam and U2, and I'll never forget, that's how our debt started. 
So I'm talking like, what, two years ago or a year ago is when we finally got out of debt from then. So I did frugal to me is good. Like saving money is good. I know that she has more expenses and she wants to kind of meet in the middle with this guy, but I think that he's on the right track. I know he doesn't have a lot of expenses, but his idea on finances, I think, is a little better than hers. So you think to say to her what? Uh, just kind of talk to him and say, all right, look, let's be realistic. You you don't have a lot to spend right now, but uh, you're going to need to loosen up with your money a little bit. However, I, her, in this situation, need to learn a little bit about saving money and being frugal as well. So she approaches it as a, hey, we both have something to learn here. Yes. All right. But I don't feel like the email are saying she's all like going to Hawaii and watching Pearl Jam on credit. She says, she I, want- on the other hand, live on my own, pay my own bills. Yeah, she's not saying she's yeah, going she's nutty. Yeah, she's just saying. But I- obviously she's not as frugal as he is. Right. Or or that wouldn't be such an issue. Well, then he shouldn't go out to eat. He, he needs to nip it in the bud right there. Sorry, honey, I'm not going to go to the restaurant. Here's what I say. When two people are extremely far apart, you need someone in the middle, mm-hmm. an intermediary yeah. that you trust to, to lay out guidelines for you. To go, okay, like it's a mom or a therapist or a friend. Like, hey, here's our issue. And I'm going to be that person right now. But you lay it out and you go, okay, well, here's her issue. She doesn't understand you at all. It's like they're speaking two different languages. It's like brought two people together that speak two different languages. They love each other, but they cannot communicate in this way about money. And you go, hey, once every two weeks, you got to pay for dinner and not complain about it. Once every two weeks, you have to go and eat ramen noodles out of the microwave and save some money. They, Like you say, they both have to start learning from each other, but they're never going to make it. Let's be honest. <laughs> this is going to work. I mean, I'm glad they're figuring this out before they yes. get married, but also, how, why is he living with his mom? <laughs> Let's not hate on that. No, we don't know the situation. <laughs> they need someone to come in and lay some rules down for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because for them to be able to make it, because they are, they are so philosophically different with their finances... They need someone to come in and go, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to see if we can handle it. Or just move in together and have a baby. That solves everything. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No yeah. problem yeah. there. <laughs> Best advice ever. Get married, have a baby, the end. Hey, Ray, are you, speaking of getting married, are you guys going to Mike D's wedding now? Yeah. So it's now back on. Oh, yeah. We had a little bit of pressure online, and then we also <laughs> were able to uh, find some cheap flights. Amy guaranteed us that ride, which was a huge big ups to her. And we are going to Mike D's wedding. It has been booked. Did you and Bay disagree about finances before? Or do you still do on $11 a week? No, I mean, she's awesome with finances. And I did credit cards and the whole deal. She didn't believe in that and always pays stuff off. So we were completely different. But within four months, we're on the same path. And you're, that means you're on her path. Yes. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Maybe that's just what it is. Hey, dude, get on her path. That's what I learned. Get on her path. Life goes a lot easier. Unless her path is Eddie's wife's way. Uh, then you're in trouble. <laughs> well, let's, not, let's, let's remember, Eddie went to... His wife's father and said, "I'm not marrying her unless you pay off her debt." Yes, and he paid off her debt. And he did. So, but so he what actually you're respected sa- that. What a heavy move, by the way. Come on, Ooh. stop. But stop. here's what Eddie did: he went to the dad and asked for him to pay off the debt. He cleared her debt, and then Eddie started his own new debt with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct too. But she convinced you to do that. She did. Yeah. You should go to. Well, you're done now. Go to him what? now. Twenty years later, and be like, "Let's do this again." No, let's do. A, <laughs> let's have a sequel. All right. That's a tough that's a tough email. We don't it have is. we don't have the actual answer, but there's compromise involved and I think it's someone who understands both of you getting with both of you guys and talking about it. Yeah. That's tough. You need to get that lined up though. All right, close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. 
you've been up to the vending area, we have a whole new center up here with all kinds of food and drinks and just right up the stairs. I haven't seen it yet. Just heard about it. And a lot of this, though, is you can just walk into it and grab, right? Well, it's yeah. the honor yeah. system. Honor You're system. supposed to put money down somewhere, right? But I'm saying it's not in a machine. Right. It looks just like a convenience store where you walk in and everything's just laid out. You can grab it, scan it, and then you have this little account card or whatever, and you pay for it. Account Done. card? Yeah, it's something you have to like sign up for online. But someone could walk up there and grab and go without no anyone problem. knowing. Absolutely. Is that something you're thinking about doing? <laughs> oh, man, I lo- I went up there and looked at it, yeah. and it is nothing but beauty, guys. I mean, you got good stuff. We're not just talking about the crap in the van- <laughs> vending machines. This is real deal like food that you can actually eat and sustain your body on. And, I mean, there is no one there to monitor it, and you can just get whatever you want for absolutely free. Are there cameras in there? That's the only problem. Yes. Cameras. Oh, yeah. They have cameras pointed right at it. Multiples. So you would get busted, and that's when I realized, nothing for free, guys. Are we sure they're on? No. They could just be their decoy. You like know? empty boxes, like empty just cases. Ooh. Oh. Or just not on, not wired up to Like, anything. is it worth it to put security cameras up and monitor to watch for 99 cent peanuts? <laughs> like, from that's the question in, that I would wonder. your employees? Yeah. You know? Well, we know the lunchbox has been thinking about making a move. Mm-hmm. Like, getting a little fruit. Go do it now, I dare you. Run up there. <laughs> There's cameras, just guys. Try I got it. Just go up no, there. I, just run. I, I we'll you know, Eddie wants you to take something, right? Do you <laughs> yeah. know why? He because know he why. wants me to get fired. No. Uh-uh. Tell him. It's better. Guys, there's a little sign by the cameras that say... There's a reward if you report some stealing. Oh. <laughs> so I was hoping that he goes and he's like, oh, just get that bag of chips. I call the number and be like, I'd like to report a theft. He took a bag of chips, check the cameras at three o'clock on Friday, lunchbox stole. Does, $100 for daddy right here. Like, where does the number go to Dan? For daddy. I mean, that's and who weird. does this guy, I mean, snitch, dude. What a punk. You don't want to ride that's with this easy guy. That's easy $100. You're not a ride or die. But how funny is that they give you, they do like wow. a reward system for people here at work. Somebody's going to want that $100 and someone's going to report a coworker. That's going to be amazing. That will be cool. When they should it goes put it on the company email, though, when they report it. <laughs> that should be it. The send out to all. Yeah, then they'll never do it. I haven't been up there. I'll go up there today and look at it. Is it awesome? Oh, it's so cool, dude. Next like, level? Next level. Like, we need that downstairs. Like, get rid of this vending mm. machine. Give us the good stuff. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. You ever heard that saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and as a kid, we used to go to the dump and find stuff. Because that was your treasure, right? I don't know all of it was, but sometimes we just go to the dump and find stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like furniture sometimes, too. We'd bring it back to the house. Also, yard sales. We'd go to yard sales. People be selling stuff for a nickel. We'd be like, dang, that's a good shirt. Mm-hmm. So these guys actually work. It's Ron and Kenneth, work for Hillsborough County Solid Waste Management. And they were kind of the dump, and they noticed some, some bicycles being thrown away. One of the bikes even had a tag on it. Why somebody throw it a new bike? I don't know. But instead of taking them, what they usually do is put it for scrap metal. They said, let's refurbish these bikes, clean them up, and let's give them back. And so they did a couple. Then they saw some older bikes, some that were really beat up. And they go, hey, we're getting pretty good at fixing them. So before you knew it, they had 26 bikes all redone. They went and dropped them off through Children's Services and got kids' bikes. Now they have almost 50 more they found through the trash and dumps. And now they're basically new and they're giving them to other kids. That's awesome. They said a lot of kids don't have the opportunity to have a bike, so it gives them that small change. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's uh, Oh, Ron Milligan said that quote right there. In case you're wondering. <laughs> Good old Ron. Good old Ron Milligan. That's pretty cool, though. They don't have to do that. They're helping a bunch of kids get a bike. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
on the phone is Kayla in South Carolina. Hey, Kayla. Well, I was wondering if you could bring back an old segment called Wife Confessions because I have one. Okay, we love to hear it. What is your wife confession? <laughs> so for the last year, um, I've been asking my husband to go through his clothes in the closet because he has a bunch of, like, golfing T-shirts. And it's like he's collecting them without knowing he's collecting them. And so pretty much every weekend I ask him to go through his clothes because we need to get rid of some because it's like 90% of the closet is full of his shirts. Well, about a month ago, I asked him for the last time, and he did not get rid of any. So I took matters into my own hands, and I started selling some of them online. Oh. That's just terrible. Wait, wait, hold on. So she's not even donating. She's making money. How did you sell them? What what platform? So I just used Facebook Marketplace. Nice. Good one. <laughs> and so are you just putting up a shirt and going, hey, this is, you know, uh, golf now, work later. I don't know. what Are they like funny golf shirts, like with little slogans and stuff? They're like PGA Tour golf clothes, like oh, IZOD Golf, and they're oh, really like nice. collared um, shirts. Yeah, like the dry fit kind of material. And you're just selling them, How much are you able to sell those for? I'm just asking. Well, I'm only selling them for like $10 because they're used, you know. Yeah. No, Um, that's that's easy money. people where I am love them, and they take them. Okay. (laughs) Do you mail them off, or do they come by the house and get them? Um, They come by the house, and sometimes I'll meet them like in town at a public place. And you you made over $300 selling your husband's shirts? I wouldn't tell them. I keep selling. (laughs) You've given them a warning. He doesn't know. You told them for months to get rid of the shirts. What are you doing with the money? Um, well, right now I'm just saving it for just saving it for whatever, you know. Oh, okay. I just <laughs> he doesn't know, so why not? Treating yourself. Yeah, well, she should treat herself. Yeah, she's working hard to That's earn right. that money. Or you can just split it with him one day and be like, all right, here's your half, here's my half. Mm-hmm. I sold all those golf shirts I've been yeah. trying to get you to get rid of. Eddie, do you hate this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, too, have a lot of golf shirts. I have a lot of T-shirts, a lot of hats, and if I... This is the thing. When you go play golf, you're like, uh, you don't maybe use all the shirts, but there's some days where you're just like, ah, this is perfect for that neon yellow shirt. And you start looking for it. You're like, wait, where is it? Oh, my gosh. My wife got rid of it. And you get upset. It's your shirt. She can't go in there and just take that shirt. She's taken 90% of the closet. And she has said for months, you need to get rid of some of these shirts. If you are given an order and you can't (laughs) explain back why their order is not fair, it's, it's on her. Oh, I don't know, so man. So has he noticed at all that shirts are missing? Um, he has not noticed because he literally has so many. Each time he goes golfing, it's like a brand new shirt to him. And all these shirts that he gets are like gifts, like Father's Day or his birthday or Christmas. And so he doesn't really notice that they're gone. He just picks out a new one every time. <laughs> Bones, you have a lot of shoes, right? Yeah. What if one day you're like, oh, let me wear those Air Maxes that I love and they're gone because Caitlin sold them? If she, you'd be, you'd be if mad. If she had said to me, "Hey, we have too many. You have too many shoes. We're taking the Which closet." Which she probably space. has. No, she hasn't. Oh, I use a guest closet, and uh, she's like, "Hey, we need to move some stuff." If I didn't have a good response back and a reason, and then she started selling them three months later. Okay, let's reverse this. <laughs> we got to reverse <laughs> it <laughs> for the point. What if Caitlin goes into her closet and mm-hmm. she's looking for a pair of heels or a purse or whatever that she wanted and she couldn't find it and she found out you sold it? Would mm-hmm. Caitlin be mad? But it all depends on the conversation that's been had already. She would be mad. There was no conversation. With her, Kayla, there was. She told her husband. She said, hey. Yeah, but she didn't say, hey, get them or I'm going to sell them. Right. She told them multiple times. I'm team Kayla. You guys. Why? Why? I don't know. I feel no, like. I'm team Kayla. Mm. Kayla, you told him. He's a knucklehead. He didn't listen. She feels 
feels bad. That's why she's confessing. And then he has to pay. The, you do the time, you pay the crime. Wait, you do the crime, you pay the time. Whatever that saying is. <laughs> Kayla, I think it's great. Split the money with him. Give him like four, 400 bucks when you get a bunch all saved up. Mm, that might make it better. Each. And be like, hey, you didn't get rid of your shirts. Here's 400 bucks. I sold a bunch of them. And I think if you, have right. a, you have a good life. I'm on your team. There's no need for a confession. This is more like teaching lessons to other people listening. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Kayla. I don't, there's not even, what? Or she can make him a golf shirt blanket. That's what I did with all my husband's what? extra that shirts. blanket idea. that makes me even more No, mad. it's great. <laughs> yes, because you still have the shirt. You don't use it and it's just taking up space. No, but it's still a special blanket full of your shirts. And that way we didn't get rid of them. We just repurposed them. I wouldn't want a golf shirt blanket. <laughs> me either. Kayla, you're doing good. Keep yeah. up the good work. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye, Kayla. Let us know when your husband finds out, though. Ooh, that might be be a tough call to take. You're at a restaurant and it's your birthday. Do you like it when the whole staff comes out and sings to you? I don't mind it. It's all right. It's okay. I mean, it's sometimes embarrassing, but it's not. It's all right. What if they're singing to somebody else in the restaurant? Oh, that's That's really annoying. Oh, fine. You think it's annoying? What do you think? I think it's awesome. I sing loud with them. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So it was Jared Gravitt's birthday, and his family decided to take him to Cracker Barrel. Their waitress came out to sing Happy Birthday, and she is really good. And so I'm going to play this for you. It's about 30 seconds, but she's really good. And sometimes they come out and sing, and they try to be good, they're not good. Mm-hmm. But listen to this clip. Happy Birthday, question is that annoying that she's out just highlighting doing runs or is it so good oh i thought it was so good i would be so excited to be able to witness that how cool your waitress has a beautiful voice listen so annoying she made it about her it's about his birthday not her she said look at me it's your birthday but no one cares about your birthday everybody look at me halfway through that clip i was rolling my eyes like hurry up and end it that was terrible do you think the rest of the staff goes great Brittany's about to go sing the birthday song again. <laughs> yes. They're oh, like, it's somebody's birthday. Oh, my God. We, they see it like three times a day. Aww. She's going to go do the thing, and it, the crowd's going to clap. But she's really good. She's really, really good. good. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little too many runs for Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> she could shorten it a little bit, but still showcase her great voice, give them the gift of the song, and then maybe encourage other people to sing along. Well, the guy was kind of annoying that jumped in for a second, yeah. and then he realized his, he, he was, he was, he was happy birthday. <laughs> you best stop yeah. because you're like, I don't want to ruin this. She's good. But it's gotten millions of views on Instagram. See? Morgan, how's your viral video going? We're at 13.5 million. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. Morgan did a flip into a Jeep. A handstand. <laughs> yeah, and then it was pretty cool. And in her page, it got some views, but the Jeep page posted it and then it blew up and it's got over 13 million views. And Lunchboxes wants to rip out his kidney. He's so upset. Okay. It's so annoying. And you know what I was thinking about? Is what? you know how Lunchbox does all these TikToks with Morgan? And this is the one where he wasn't with her. Exactly. I mean, that's, funny. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand. They put up a new TikTok almost every day. And this one, he's just nowhere to be Maybe seen. Maybe he's the reason it ain't going viral. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I'm just Gosh. saying. It's so awful. I mean, I learned these dances trying to go viral. Nothing. She goes, oh, let me just crawl into my Jeep. It, it was not just crawling. And by the way, did you try to do a handstand into your Ultima? 
No, not yet. Okay. I mean, it's hard because my legs go over the top of the ultimate. <laughs> like, I got to, like, it's a weird. Do you know design. what stinks is this didn't go viral on TikTok because you could have made some money and got a bunch of followers. I know. I mean, it did well on TikTok, but in no terms did it go viral like it went on Facebook. So it was it, more of like the cool thing that everybody just started tagging me. I was like, this is insane. Okay. Let me <laughs> and stop and about it. I think it's cool that they were trying to then do what you were doing and which made it really funny. And they would put Morgan's clip at the beginning of the Were you the clip. first one that did that? No, there was, I maybe saw two or three others on TikTok. So I think I just jumped on it really early. Yeah. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And she was successful and it looked cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of fails and they are making me laugh. Here is a clip of somebody named Naveen J. She was on a dating app and she decided to swipe up uh, as Ben Affleck who popped up on the dating app. And so she she swiped and was like, hey, we match. And then she's like, nah, this is a catfish. And so she's like, I'm, I'm getting off the Ben Affleck thing. I'm going to un- unmatch myself. Well, it turned out to be the real Ben Affleck. No Stop way. It. So he went over to Instagram and sent her a video that wasn't on the dating app, here's what he sent her. Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. Batman. Wait, what on <laughs> earth? But it is Which, him. Does it say what dating app? I missed that. Uh, Raya. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> so she put that on TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, she was like, I matched with Ben Affleck. Then I said, nah, it's catfishing me. Then he sent her a message. He goes, play it again. Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. Oh, why what's, does he what? sound so creepy? He sounds weird. He's like what, Batman. What's wrong? What, he was Batman. No, oh I don't like the sound of that. She'd be like, oh. She's like, thank goodness. <laughs> I did not swipe. Right. <laughs> also, wow, stars are just like us. All right, some voicemails last night. Hey, we're good, Robbie. I was going to see what uh, when your tickets go on sale for Bobby Fest up here in New Braunfels. Also, if there's any way to win a ticket. Yeah, uh, let us know. (laughs) know People from all over the country are planning to come to Bobby Fest, which is why I put it in the middle of the country. We're opening up. It's called Bobby Fest. It's Eddie and myself, the Raging Idiots, Russell Dickerson, Maddie and Tay. We're doing one in Kansas in Wichita. We're doing one in New Braunfels, Texas, which is between Austin and San Antonio. It's in September. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. 10 a.m. Central Time. Come on. Uh, let's do another voicemail. What you say about it, Mr. Bobby Bones? Morning, studio. So, I was listening to the podcast, Bobby, and I heard your dilemma about bringing Stanley to the doggy daycare and him failing his interview. Uh, I worked at a doggy daycare center and boarding facility, and their interview process, really, it's just to see if they are good with other dogs. If he's a bump on a log, he'll pass, he'll be fine. It's just to see how, that they're not aggressive with other dogs. Yeah, Stanley's not aggressive, but he has two modes. Bump on a log, or he will run a hole through someone like a Kool-Aid man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loving dog, but he's just so big and bulky. His interview is today. Oh, boy. I know. I'm a little nervous about that. So I'll let you know how he goes. But he's trying to get accepted to the, one of the most elite schools. <laughs> Actually, it's just the only place that's like five minutes near the house. There's two of them. So good luck to us. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Disneyland could be forced to change the Snow White ride that they have there over a non-consensual kiss. So when you're there, they act everything out, and Snow White is awoken by the prince kissing oh, her or whatever. that's the kiss, when she's asleep. Yes. Well, there's Snow White and Sleeping Beauty that are both at, like controversial here. This is like a bigger story than just Disneyland where it's like, no, no, the girl is asleep. That kiss is not consensual, so it should never happen. It's also a cartoon and a fairy tale. (laughs) Right. 
Right? And yeah, that's kind of weird. Where do you guys fall in this? Because I feel like we're just slightly too woke in the situation. It's a cartoon. And her, it's Sleeping Beauty. That The whole premise is that of fiction. Yeah, I mean, it is. I get it, and, though. I get mm-hmm. it. I do get it. But right now, I'm just like, ooh, it feels a little too woke for me. It's hard to think it's weird because we grew up watching that. And it's like, well, that was normal to us. But if you take yourself out of that situation, say you were born yesterday and you saw that, you'd be like, that's weird. She's sleeping. Yeah. You're alone. <laughs> but again, it's a whole, the entire story's fictional. No one yeah. sleep. What's her story? Like she sleep until. Somebody, I, I honestly don't even. Me know either. I can't go back story. and watch it. <laughs> I just know that Snow White has a lot of birds around her at times, and I like that. <laughs> oh, it's the apple. So what? Ha- what happened? She eats a bite of a poison apple from a witch. Yes. Okay. This whole thing's fiction. Right. (laughs) It's not like the man, like if the prince or whatever had poisoned her and then was like, I'm going to kiss her and wake her up. That part would be really weird. It's not like, we're going to hate all witches now. Are they all wicked? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they are. A lot of times they are. Except Glenda the Good Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So anyway, just something to think about and then something that might be changing and a petition might be done. Also, I don't think anyone would even notice they changed it. Yeah. If it's actors. All right, what else? Probably not. So the D.C. mayor has banned dancing at weddings. Why? Uh, well, because of COVID. And wedding season is kicking back up and more and more people are allowed to have weddings. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can all get together, but you still need to be social distancing at your wedding. And if you're dancing, you're not social distancing. Listen, if, when the vaccine, and it has been readily available, you can get it or you can not get it. But now, let's go. If you have the ability to get it, open the doors. Dance yep. away. I'm Kevin Bacon at my wedding. He tells me no. I'm <laughs> dancing. They can't stop me. Well, I'd be it's crazy. A lot of you're in D.C. and it's not the only place evacuating the dance floor. You got Illinois and Michigan having similar bands. On dancing? Yes. This is the dumbest thing I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, unless you're trying to protect your people if from If the COVID. vaccine is available and everybody has a chance to get it, even if you don't get it, run free. If you do have it, run free. Yeah. And I'm not a doctor. It says here, you, can I no, read you this one part from the article? Yeah, it, says, it just feels a bit ridiculous. Um, go ahead. When people stand and dance near each other, their behavior changes and they're more likely to touch. What? Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, that then, and then that leads to the it's spread not the of COVID. I know. I just feel like if everybody has the opportunity to get the vaccine, then life should open back up. Doors yeah. should open back up. Dancing should be allowed. Yeah. All right, what else? Well, speaking of weddings, the pioneer woman's daughter has chosen Cowgirls Don't Cry for the father-daughter dance. One of the most sad songs I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Right. So it's kind of crazy that such a sad song would be chosen. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense. But what, do you know anything about... Caitlin and her dance with her dad? Mm-mm. You probably wouldn't even <laughs> share it. with us the details. I wouldn't tell you if I did, but I don't know. Do you and Caitlin plan on dancing to a super sad song? Uh, that I will not reveal right now, but it will Ooh. not be but it will not be sad. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you do know it? Yeah. Okay. You know it. Oh, I do? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to think <laughs> She's about like it. acting like, oh, I guess I know. <laughs> okay, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So picture this. You're going to college at Liberty University. You're getting on the bus, just headed to campus, and you're sitting next to a girl that you strike up a conversation with. Come to find out. You're both adopted from China, and you lived at the same orphanage when you were little. What? And they're at American College now. Yes. Same bus. How crazy Crazy. is that? That happened to sophomore Allie Cole and freshman Ruby Wurzabicki. 
And I don't know if I tried that one. But. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I gave it my best shot. But I mean, it said, obviously, both of them, it took them some time to wrap their heads around this discovery since neither of them really knew much about their early childhood. But the more they got to talking and the more they connected, there's just meant to be that they were next to each other on the bus that day. That's pretty cool. That's crazy. I yeah. know. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small, it's small, small world. Hey, Amy, going the extra. extra. Sorry, I was going to go. <laughs> I took it, take it a little higher, but yeah. So very, very cool. And I'm sure that'll be a special bond and friendship and something that they can continue for years to come. All right. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On yesterday's show, we're talking about jobs. If we could go do another job for a day, what would it be? And I said I'd like to be a news anchor back home in Arkansas. We're working on it. I don't I don't think anyone will let me be a news anchor. But Eddie was a deep sea fisherman. Yeah. Amy, what was your job? Oh, I work at a bird sanctuary. I think we can probably line it up now. Easy, easy. Lunchbox yours was? Bouncer at a bar. I want to, you know... Let who comes in and who goes out. Sorry, not on the list. We can do that go. tonight, right? Definitely line that, that up. Yeah, some of these we can do immediately. Uh, we have Blake on, though, because Raymundo said he wanted to be a, a storm chaser, like a tornado chaser. Hey, Blake, are you the guy that Ray was talking about that he, he kind of talks to online sometimes? Yes. Yeah, I am. Do you feel like you're going to die out there chasing tornadoes? I've had a couple close calls, but other than that, not really. What is it's not as bad as you would, it's not as bad as you would think actually. What does that mean close call? I've been in a couple of tornadoes like not intentionally but it just kind of happens. But other than that like <laughs> I know where to place myself where not to be in a bad spot most of the time. Okay, but it only takes one time <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, one well, time one time know, and you go flying and you're not alive anymore. The only time I'll get really close is if I know it's not a strong tornado. Usually you can tell by you know, forecasting the morning of, like, yeah, there's going to be strong tornadoes today. Probably want to, you know, keep keep pretty far back from them. But most of the time, they're they're usually on the weekend. You never really see those really strong tornadoes very often in a year, maybe a handful of times. But most of them are on the weaker end. You can get kind of close, you know, and just kind of, you know, enjoy it. Plus, be able to kind of witness, you know, what most people never really get to um, when it comes to Mother Nature. Would you be able to take Raymundo out and chase some storms, or is it all he just has to be there at the right time? I would 100% take Raymundo chasing. Uh, whenever he has a free time or I can let him know it, like three to four days in advance that, you know, this day might actually do it, then, you know, he could fly over and I'll take him whenever. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's find some twisters that head up to Tornado <laughs> Alley oh, up no. here. Okay, stop saying buzzwords you've read on him. Like, <laughs> let's watch the movie. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we we can save your number. We can call you if we ever get Ray free. Oh yeah, hundred percent. All right. Any more words you want to throw out, Ray? That you've read about twisters? Uh yeah, those spinners, uh-huh. uh, those uh, that wicked storm cell, something uh-huh. like that. You're gonna watch out for that, man. Yeah. The backdraft. You never know. That's that's fire. That's fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake. We're gonna keep you your number, and we may set Ray up and let him go live out his fantasy. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Let's go over and do the joke with Amy now. What, Amy? I'm kind of borderline if this is after dark, but I don't think so. Okay, morning corny time. Here we go. (laughs) The morning corny. I tripped over my wife's bra. Okay. It was a booby trap. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Everybody funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was the morning corny. One week ago today, Lunchbox shared what he called a life hack, which was just stealing. But he said, if you go into a restaurant and they have all the to-go orders up on the wall, you can just take one. 
Mm-hmm. Right, which is stealing. Which is stealing. 100%. They don't ask you for an ID. They don't ask anything. They just have bags sitting there and just grab what you want. And you don't have to be, if you're not a picky eater, you get free food every time. But that's stealing. You didn't pay for it and you, you take it. But anyway, the point is he went out to a restaurant with a microphone to do what? I wanted to point out the flaw in their system. Okay. I wanted to show them, look, that I can just pick any bag here because you guys are not monitoring the situation. Okay, here we go. Here's the clip. I got a question on your to-go food. I, I see a hole in your system. I, I, you have all these here, but I can just walk up and take anyone I want, right? If it's your order. Right, but no one would know. Like, I could just come up and go like that. Yeah. And Some people still order. They do do? Yeah. And we have three makers. Because I just wonder, I'm like, man, I noticed that. I was like, if I come in, no one checks my ID. So people do do that. Yeah, some people do do that. But that's bad, right? I mean. They know what's right and wrong. Okay. So it could, but it's it's considered stealing. Yeah, definitely. All right, but so you'd say don't do it. Don't do it. All right, thank you. Boom. She said, people do it. And then I, she said, don't do it, it in a stealing. Yeah, just because people, people do rob it. banks. People do all kinds people of things. People murder people. Do. Yeah, they're Point in jail. Bones. Just telling you that she even admitted she's like, yeah, I mean, you can do it. No, she yeah, said people can. do it, but you you you're but, able to, but you shouldn't. Right. You could pee your pants right here right now, but you're not going to. <laughs> I go murder. Amy goes pee your pants. <laughs> well, I was trying to bring it down, yeah, like no, to yeah. his, Tip- like he's being so ridiculous. <laughs> Tiffany's is launching engagement rings for men. Oh, oh okay. My gosh. So how were you on this? Maybe because I already wanted to wear my ring. I wear it around my neck already sometimes. Uh huh. But okay. So, but it's your wedding band. It's not an engagement band. So you would get two? Yeah. Okay. It's an engagement ring for dudes. How come we have... Here's the thing that I've learned now that I'm engaged and getting married later this summer. You guys get two rings. Yes. You get a big fancy one to go, look at me, I'm about to get married. And you get another one to go, look at me, I'm married. Exactly. We only get that secondary cheap one that's like, I'm married. Yeah. There's no like... I'm excited to be engaged. You know what Tiffany's is trying to do here? Or Tiffany? Yeah, sell more rings. Exactly. They're they just like to make the, more money. That's what the greeting well, the, card stores do with Valentine's Day. Yeah. Flower shops. This is capitalism at its best. But let's go. So does this open the door for women proposing to men? I think it may be down the line. Why Come not? Come on. Why not? Why, yeah. I mean, but women could already do that. They didn't have they a ring. Don't. They never had a ring. Most women I know, they've always come to me in private and been like, if I could just get a ring, I'd propose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The selection of rings are called Charles Lewis Tiffany, named after the founder. They come in titanium or platinum. The company says the rings honor the jeweler's longstanding legacy in love and uh, inclusivity, paving the way for new traditions. A guy engagement ring. I'm into it. So you still have time. You could could get one and wear it. Well, I already wear mine around my neck a little bit, but it didn't fall off the other day. Uh Uh-oh. And I thought I lost it for a second. See? So I put it back in the box on the counter, and it's just going (laughs) to stay there safely for a little bit. Uh, I was reading this story, too. One in 17 men say they've been proposed and turned down. Like, that's about the rate. Yeah. One in 17. So you have good odds. And then 72% of guys, when they did get down to propose, say they got down on a knee. I'm surprised that it's only three quarters. Yeah. Oh, wait. You would think more people would Mm not? Would get down on a knee. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would think... 95% 95% of guys. Yeah. Especially because this is all uh, America. Our tradition is the guy gets down on a knee. But then in the room, you have Lunchbox who didn't get down on one well, knee. Let's, well, let, let's figure it out, though. Raymundo, did you get down on a knee? Yes. Where did you propose? At the baseball stadium, but there was ice. So I got my pant leg all wet, but I said it's tradition. It's symbolic. I've got to get on the knee, even though my leg's going to be all wet. Ed, did you get down on a knee? Absolutely. No doubt. I had to. 
Where, like, what'd where? you do? Like, oh, I mean, it's it was uh, my wife's old apartment when where we met. She was living there when we met, so we went back to that spot and hung out, and then got down one knee. Oh, that's cool. You went back and yeah. said, remember the good old days? Yeah, the good old days right here. We used to sit here and talk. Mike, do you got a knee? I saw the picture. Yeah. Like at a park. We're on a trail. Yeah. Scuba Steve, executive producer, we get down on a knee? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. re-trimmed re- up the old barn, put a bunch of flowers and candles in there, got down on a knee. Lunchbox, you did not because you proposed on the phone. Well, yeah, she brought it up. My brother was getting married, and we were talking about the wedding, and she was like, I think we should get married. And I said, are you serious? And she said, yes. And I said, okay. And then so her mom and her sister went with her, and they picked out a ring at the store. And then when I was there, I went and bought it. And then I gave it to her in the store. It was great. And see, that's less than 20%, even just this room. Oh, wow. 16% or so, whatever that number is. But... Yeah. Did anyone ever think their person might say no? Because I, f- I didn't feel like Caitlin would say no. It's like everybody was confident that their girl was saying yes. Ray, no. you were confident? Yeah, she told me she's going to kill me the month before. <laughs> Eddie, didn't you get an ultimatum too? Yes, it was like pooper, get off the pot. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all had been going out for six or seven Both years. Both of you guys. Ray, you were with Bay for how long? Six years Slater was our wedding hashtag. Eddie, so you were with your... Six years? And, and both of yeah. them said, hey, marry me or we got to move on. Good for them for setting that boundary. Six years that you go back and think about it. It's a long time. We should have done a little sooner. Any, no one ever asked somebody else and got turned down. right? Like, I didn't, obviously. Scuba's the only one that I could see that happening oh. to because we don't know his whole background. Me, me getting turned down? Well, you're like a mystery man to us. Uh, the my, my first wife, I I don't remember the proposal, but the, the second one, I knew for sure we were going to get a yes. The second one, you don't, oh, excuse me, the first wife, you don't remember proposing? I don't. No, I like it blacked out. Like, I don't, come I on. <laughs> Scuba, come on. You don't remember. I don't remember the moment. No, it could have been a drunken night kind of thing, almost like a Britney Spears, married 24 hours kind of thing. I don't remember the proposal. Are you serious? Did, did you, you get a, a ring? Yeah, did you get a ring? She had a ring. She take, uh, Yeah, she had a ring, yeah. Where'd you get? Did you get it, or she got it? She, yeah, no, I got the ring. I got. There's a lot of stammering here. We're not <laughs> believing everything we're hearing, Scuba Steve. She got a ring. It was, uh, yeah, she got a ring. The, well, the, I guess the part I'm holding off of is when we got, we were about to get divorced. I took the diamond out of the ring and sold the diamond and put a cubic zirconian in. That's what I was kind of fumbling. Wait, does she know that? <laughs> if she's listening now, she knows for the first time. Or unless Wait. she tried to pawn it after the marriage. What? Hold on a minute, breaking news. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> It's always something with the most interesting man in radio. That mm-hmm. is crazy. You were selling the ring, so you took the diamond out. Yeah, I knew, I knew that this was coming, so when one of her nights when she was passed out, uh, <laughs> oh gosh! And she didn't wear the ring very often, anyways, so it was easy to to obtain it and take it somewhere and remove the diamond and put it and replace it with the cupid zirconian. And you know, a few weeks later, we got a divorce. So, what'd you sell the diamond for? Uh, it was close to a little over a thousand dollars. And then, so she thinks so. Either she still has a ring that she thinks is worth something. Yeah, or she sold it or tried to sell it and they told her, hey, this is not real. So she maybe thinks it was fake all along? Probably, yeah. Okay. And are you yeah. okay with that? I don't care, yeah. That's fine with me. <laughs> wow. That's wow. Boom, that's a that's good move. That's a solid move. Guys, take notes. Dang. Yeah, that, don't play around, dude. Are you worried about revealing that here? No, I could care less. That was, I mean, almost 10 years ago, so. Do you know where she is? No idea. Okay. What about that guy friend that we... That you tried to have, and he left you too. Oh, so I found his email. You did? I, I, I was digging through my emails. It was somewhere buried in like a clutter box. So it turns out it was my fault. And he had hit me back and was all excited to hang out. 
and which I was excited to hang out, but it was in a clutter box, and it was my fault for not returning the email back to him. Bones, you have to explain that story for yeah, people that understand. just picked up on the guy that well, he, he tried to hear. Yeah, so Scuba, he here for it. Scuba tried to meet a new friend in San Francisco when he lived out there, and the guy was like, oh, and he was all nervous. Scuba like getting dressed, putting on cologne, and they hung out and they hit it off, and then Scuba like, I want to hang out again because you have any friends, and the guy wouldn't hit him back. Ghosted him. And then Scuba was like, I guess we just didn't work out as friends, but he did hit you back. He did, yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right, well, Scoob, we always love having you on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. He sold the diamond. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. It's <laughs> crazy. Amy, what'd you do yesterday? Well, I had a fun day at the OBGYN, which is the girl doctor. Are you being, uh, is that fun? No, it's not fun. It's oh, the worst. Well, I hate going. Like, y'all have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I know re- uh, recently you had to go to the. Mm-hmm. But, my butt? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it's kind of like that, but like all the places, all, I mean, you just go and my doctor's kind of good because she talks to you the whole time that she's examining and doing all the things, which I guess helps distract me. But then it's also awkward because she's just like making casual like, so how are you doing today? How did I'm like just doing all the things. But when you get there, just like a regular doctor appointment, you have to go through all the things with the nurse beforehand, like weighing you and I haven't been to the doctor since I hadn't been since 2019 because 2020 I didn't didn't go and now I'm in full-blown recovery from a lot of disordered eating behaviors and I told the nurse I was like oh I'd really rather not be weighed because it could be triggering to me I, I don't weigh myself anymore and I don't and so I thought that I had read somewhere that you could decline even being weighed but then she was like well I've, I've never had this happen before. I don't really know what to do. And I was like, I mean, she was really nice about it. But at the same time, she's like, well, I think I need to get it. So how about you just turn around? And so I stepped on the scale backwards and she weighed me. How'd you feel about that? I felt fine because yeah. I didn't have to see it, which I, some people, if they have no idea like what you know, someone might be dealing with not needing to know their weight, is sometimes you can get fixated. No matter what I saw as a number, it might trigger something in my brain and bring a, a bad behavior back. So that's why I was trying to avoid being weighed because it really has numbers shouldn't matter at all. But she was really nice about it. And then, you know, I did my appointment. And then How'd my, that go? It, everything's fine yeah. so far. But she's like, you know, now that you're 40, because I did turn 40 like a month or so ago. And she's like, you need to start getting a mammogram every year for the rest of your life. So I booked that appointment and I have that fun visit in six weeks. Does that hurt? Yeah. I mean, because they they basically smush you Mm -hmm. to like get, get to examine it really, you know, well. And so I got to do that. So aging is fun. I'm still premenopausal. So that's cool, she said. Uh, <laughs> I mean, kind of getting sadder as the story yeah. goes. Yeah. So anyway, I did have one like upside of the visit because the nurse told me I looked 30, not 40. And I was like, thanks, but I did have a mask on. <laughs> so your eyes look young. <laughs> do, they yeah. take t- do they take tips? <laughs> no. no. Maybe she just felt awkward after the whole scale thing. So she was just trying to give me some sort of like compliment and I was like no no no, I'm fine but I also went in there thinking too and I asked them if it would be fine because I had taken expired Advil before I went in and from how, what I could how expired 2010 yikes <laughs> whoa that's uh, 11 years right no. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would think it wouldn't even work My- well I'm hoping that that's the only that's what she told me she said oh well, I think the only thing is that you're not going to get the benefits of what Advil yeah. would normally do because I thought oh my gosh like, do I need to get rid of this like am I going to die is it going to poison me but no it, I think that 
it's fine. But also, just go through your medicine cabinets, people, and look at expiration dates and just get rid of stuff. A lot of listeners were asking about your stimulus check that your son got. Yes. And he's 11. Yeah, I got so many messages about that. And what are most people saying? I mean, it's a variety. Most people are saying, it's cool. My kids got them too. Another person oh was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. then other people are like, no, 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 no. Check into this because I think your son's identity may have been stolen. Then some people are like, I think you got it because your kids are adopted. And I'm like, well, I have a daughter that's adopted too. Where's her money? They're like, maybe it's on its way. So I had like lot, a lot of people with varying thoughts. But where are you sitting right now? I'm what are you sitting, going to do? I'm sitting with that. I'm going to look into it with the proper people because I don't want to have it. I don't want to cause anything shady and they're going to come back and get it anyway. And I'd rather not deal with that. I just want to give it back if I need to give it back. But I'm leaning to that. We're going to look into it and it's going to be fine because a lot of people said the adoption thing. And then a lot of people said their kids got it too. <laughs> just take all them down with you. And then you'll get a- <laughs> But the, the identity theft one did kind of worry me. I would think the check would go to somebody who was stealing your identity, not get sent to you. Yeah, yeah true. I don't think that was- Maybe they forgot to change the address. Mm. I don't know. You know who does really well with taxes is the lunchbox. You should yeah. hit oh, them up after the show. Mm-hmm. Amy, I will help you, and I'm telling you what. There he'll, is he'll double re- that up real quick. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> and then he'll charge me a 50% fee. Or something. So you're keeping it for now, but you're having somebody look at it. Keeping it for now, but definitely look into it, yes. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Mike Wimmer has a huge week coming up in his life as he's going to walk the stage at graduation of high school. He's the valedictorian of his class. And then later that week, he goes on down to college and he graduates from college. Plus, he's only 12 years old. He was bored during the pandemic, so he took extra classes. And what do you know? Graduating two schools in one week. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. That kid must be he's so smart. 12. Uh, That's like a couple 12-year-olds in the past week we've talked about. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, so first of all, I want to highlight the fact that that's amazing. He was bored, so he did more school. Right? Right. It's not like he'd go out and hang out with his friends. He didn't have a lot to do, so he did. He was productive. Love that. This kind of people are going to change the world, right? Secondly, I'd like to address the fact at how Lunchbox said the person who graduates number one in their class. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox, what is that called? The Valley Dictorian. What is it? Valley Dictorian. It's not Valley. How oh. about try Valedictorian? Like Valedictorian. It, no, that's it. That's not it. with the emphasis. There's no emphasis Valed- on the. Okay. There's no need for that. All I was doing was highlighting Valley and Valley. Okay. So, Amy, how do you say Taco Bell? Taco Bell. See, we all say things different. That's true. You have the emphasis on the wrong. But you say Valley Dictorian. (laughs) Yeah, Valley Dictorian. What is it again? (laughs) Valley Dict. No, I know it's not (laughs) Valedictorian. (laughs) No, there's no. Valedictorian. But is there a? There's no t. Well, there is if it's Orient. After the dict. It is Valedict. Orient. <laughs> I mean, gosh. I mean, all right, it's a good story. Lunchbox, that's what it's all about. Nice job. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing to hang out with us. There's a millions and millions of shows, but you picked us, and we appreciate that. Call us if you'd like. We are here. We are willing. Our arms are reached out, ready to embrace you on the phones. 877 Bobby. Let me get a little breaking news sounder first. Breaking news! That's how news anchors should do it. They should scream over it. Like they should play the breaking news sounder and do it again, Ray. Breaking news! Because I would look up and go, wow, what's happening? Breaking news! This just in. I don't know if we messed up or if Nat Geo told us the wrong date. 
but our running wild with Bear Girls is the Monday coming up next on the 10th. We were always told it was the 17th, and I woke up and a listener tagged me going, hey, look, you're coming up next week. And I've been telling, breaking news! Breaking news! Can you hear me? News is breaking! I've been telling listeners, it's the 17th. It's the 10th. 9-8 Central on Nat Geo. Here's the synopsis. In a running wild first, Bear takes radio and television personality Bobby Bones out into the wild, this time with his new fiance, Caitlin Parker. What better way to set out on the adventure of marriage than a wilderness boot camp with Bear Girls? Bear tests Bobby and Caitlin's ability to rely upon each other out in the rugged wilderness of the eastern Sierra Nevada, where they track deadly mountain lions, descend off towering sandstone cliffs, hunt for food under ice-covered cascading waterfalls, and find out firsthand what the wild can teach us about the resilience of love. Oh, wow. You all did all that? That yeah. is very wow. dramatic. I'm not, I'm not a spoiler, but we may have gotten married out there. Oh. <laughs> that this is how to watch to see. We'd be like, all right, well, I guess it's done. I'm okay, all, so, yeah. so it's, it's no Monday wedding. coming up. It's the 10th. I was shocked this morning. I woke up at like 3.30. I was elbowing Caitlin. I was like, our Bear Girls is on the 10th. Not, she was like, I don't care. <laughs> She's like, I already did She's my like, part. She's like, I'm sleeping. I did it. <laughs> so confused as to why the date was wrong. I'm sorry, everybody. I let you down. Uh, Monday, Monday, Monday. Please watch. My Really, my livelihood depends on it. Okay, let's go over and do the real news. Bobby's Big Story. According to NASA, if a giant asteroid was on a collision course with Earth, we would not be able to stop it. We would be done for. That is not something we can control. Either way, we can't control if it's coming. We can't control to stop it. So when it decides, boom, gone. We lose. There's no Armageddon happening. There's no Steven Tyler with a guitar ready to play a song. (laughs) There's no Bruce Willis going up, taking it down. What? But we'll have a heads up, right? Because they can see it. We should. Here's the thing. If they know we're going down, Mm -hmm. I don't think we're told until it's almost too late. Wow. Because of the mayhem. It would just be absolutely bonkers. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to know. I want to look up and go, well, that moon sure does look close. (laughs) And then boom, we're done. I don't want the time to think about it. Yeah, it's not like we can do anything about it. The agency just completed a week-long simulation looking at various scenarios and concluded that we wouldn't be able to stop an asteroid using current technology even with six months of advance notice. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Oh, it makes me kind of sick to my stomach a little bit. So the whole oil drilling thing and blowing it up. I it told here. you there's no Steven okay. Tyler. Okay. There's no Bruce Willis. Right. There's no uh, animal cracker j- going across her belly <laughs> as they're falling in love. That crap ain't happening. That was a good scene. That was a good yeah. scene, right? <laughs> All right, more news. Bobby's other story. Here's a tip. Don't get greedy with your dead relative's money. Amy. Okay. You said you could see how people, when your dad died, you're still getting stuff? Oh, well, I mean, I could see how, yes. It would, yeah. I mean, I could see how if the death certificate's delayed. And you, you in, could still be getting money. Social security mm-hmm. stuff might be coming in. Yeah. An Oregon man is pleading guilty to cashing nearly a million dollars worth of social security checks that were intended for his aunt who died 50 years ago. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Okay. Jeez. So I would be the recipient of my, I mean, I was in charge of all my dad's stuff. The <laughs> Social Security Administration started the investigation because the woman who would have been the second oldest person living in the okay. U.S. At some point, this knucklehead's got to cut his losses and go, she died. <laughs> She's like so He's getting old. too greedy. 50 years? She's 114. <laughs> uh, That's it. You know what? He could have got away with this if he cut it off at 30 years. Yeah. yeah. 
But I mean, he, yeah, he, he couldn't stop. It was too easy. They learned she died in New York in 1971. George <sighs> Dumar of Klamath Falls admitted to cashing the $458,000 worth of Social Security checks. He's uh, sentenced to 10 years in prison. And you got to think if he's been doing it 50 years, he's got to be old too. And now he's got to go to jail for the rest of his life. The two nieces blabbed, in case you're wondering. Oh, oh. good. Good. They, they told on him? They told on their dad? The, the two, nieces. The two nieces. The aunt, probably oh. the aunts, the, the, their, her daughters. Wild, man. He, he had it. He could have got away with it. But he got a little too. It's like the person who robs the ninth bank <laughs> after they've gotten away with eight. Like, why you keep pushing, bud? Find a new crime. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. Bones. On the phone is Valerie in Texas. Hello, Valerie. How morning, are you? Studio. Oh, hello. Morning. 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 Hold on. We're all okay. on. I'm still talking. Hold on a minute. <laughs> hey, Valerie, say that again. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Go ahead. Hey, I just want to let y'all know I appreciate the fact that y'all are all dysfunctional and all y'all <laughs> dysfunctional lives that y'all share just helps everybody. I mean, like Amy talking this morning about not looking at the numbers on the scale, Scuba Steve selling the ring. I listen to y'all every morning and y'all sharing y'all's personal lives with everybody on the air, no matter how dysfunctional they are. I know it helps people and it touches people. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. I'm laughing because I could get way more dysfunctional than what I share. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dysfunctional. Just, uh, I just know you're not alone, people. Yes. No, you're not alone. I was talking with Caitlin last night, and she was like, you know, you really one day, you just go on. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> just say it. No, 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 no. She's being funny. She's well, being yeah. Funny. One day I'll be able to, t- I'll be able, I will okay. talk. There's just no, we're going through some crap too up here, you know? Would we all agree? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. And we try to share as much as we can that's legally allowed, right? Yes. Cool. <laughs> All right, here's the story. It says the dad's going to have a lot of explaining to do because of a video that's gone viral of him at his baby's gender reveal. Unfortunately, it's pretty clear that he is less than thrilled that he's having a girl. Here's a clip from the video when they pop the balloon and little pink balloons come out of the one big balloon. He goes, S, and then he's like going, oh, with his hands. I'm like, dang it. He's like visibly disappointed. Guys, if you know I'm having a girl ahead of time, it'll be wonderful, right? If I'm, we're not, she's not pregnant right now. But when we decide to have a kid, don't do this to me. Why? Because I'll be disappointed visibly (laughs) for at least a minute. (laughs) You can't be. Because, yes. But here's the reason I have no idea how to raise a girl. It's not because I'm scared or, I'm angry. It's like, oh, God, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, no. That's what it is. <laughs> and don't be a hypocrite, Eddie. You don't have any girls. I don't. I you don't. have four boys. I don't. And I did wish that I would never have girls. So All I'm saying is <laughs> we have a boy and a girl in that order. That would be A plus life. Okay, good but, luck. But to get upset at guys who were just dumb. Yeah, you are. Right. It doesn't make sense to me <laughs> to be upset about the sex of your baby. I don't get it. It's not so much upset that you're having a girl that you're confused at what you're going to do now that you're having a girl. That's what it is. But you have to think, like, what's your daughter going to say when she sees this video? She'll laugh because she knows I'm wrapped around her finger. 
And every guy that calls in that's had a girl says the same thing. Like, yeah, at first I was like, oh no. Yes. But it's the greatest thing ever. And I realize that's going to be the case. I'm not so dumb to go, it's just going to be awful. Mm. No, at all. But if you do that and it's all pink, I'm going to be like, oh man, what am I going to do? <laughs> Sometimes emotions are manifested in ways, if I'm scared, it comes out as angry. Mm. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I'm not hating on this guy. He does look, play that clip. When he goes, because he, he beep, he does beep. And then he, he does his hands like, oh no. <laughs> That's what everyone's laughing at? Yeah. They're just hilarious that he's so angry. It is hilarious because they also know that he's going to love it. Yeah. They also know that in three years, <laughs> it's gonna take three so. he's going to look back at this and go, what was I thinking? He's going to be mad for three years. But I don't hate on him because I right now, as the id that I am, feel the same way. Mm. Like I'm just going to have it and it's going to be like, oh. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, we we talked about yesterday how they were splitting after 27 years of marriage. Apparently, they had some little arrangement. What okay. do you mean? Well, he he would like go away mm-hmm. with his ex early girlfriend. It was known. Did you did you hear the story at all? No. In a 1997 Time magazine profile, Bill Gates disclosed he actually asked his ex girlfriend for her approval before popping the question to Melinda. Already the youngest U.S. billionaire at the time, he reportedly negotiated one long weekend a year with his former flame. Oh, that was part of their deal? How is that going to work? The article, it worked for 27 years. Well, yeah, and now it's over. The article, but it probably because of more than that. Mm-hmm. It has to be. But Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was keeping him happy. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. The article referred to the annual weekend as an arrangement. One weekend a year... He went on a long weekend with his ex-girlfriend. I, then I wonder, this is me going next level, thinking about her side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, who is she with? Well, who's there? Does she have a husband? Yeah, does she have a week? Is Maybe. she also getting money? So her husband's like, you know what, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting $5 million a year for this. You go yeah. ahead and have your weekend. I, if you have a marriage, whatever rules you have in that marriage, if you both agree on, that's not cheating because you've agreed on those rules. Like, this is weird for me to think about, but if it works for them and they're able to raise good, healthy, happy kids and everybody's happy, whatever. They're not hurting anybody, good for them. But I was surprised to see old Bill Gates with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I, mm-hmm. I am surprised. And the fact that he asked permission and she knew. If Caitlin was like, hey, I got to go ask my ex-boyfriend permission to marry you, I'd be like, you ain't marrying me. Yeah. Like, I don't even feel like, yeah, yeah, that, that is a that's a wild story from... Oh, Bill Gates. He was a billionaire, though, when he... They, uh, see, I didn't realize he already had that much money when they got together. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, he was already the youngest U.S. billionaire at the time. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. And they didn't have a prenup. Oh, <gasps> oh crazy. And he was already a billionaire. I would completely understand no prenup if he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got a couple million <laughs> or he's broke. He was already a billionaire. Wow. But maybe that arrangement was allowed... For exchange for no prenup. <laughs> there are a lot of rules. Sure. Like I say, the world is bendable. You can figure out your own path. So I saw that in the news. I guess I'm more shocked about them not having a prenup than I am about the weekend away. <laughs> but maybe that was negotiated. Mm-hmm. You can do this yeah. as long as there's no prenup. Okay. I don't know the ins and outs, but I was kind of shocked by that story. I wonder, too, if he was looking forward to that weekend every year. Of course he was. I mean... 
That, that can't Why would be you good. have it then? That just can't yeah. be good for the marriage. Like every uh, like January 1st, you're like, I can't wait for that weekend. Bill Gates' his ex-girlfriend, Anne Winblad, is married to actor Kevin Klein's brother, Alex Klein, who has two adult kids from a previous marriage. It's just so she has permission for the weekend, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. I'm sure... It's like everybody sure. all get together. I would assume <laughs> I'm sure. that there's some sort of uh, appreciation paid to all parties involved. Okay. Make everyone happy. Yeah. Keep everyone a little happy. Dang. That's wild. I mean, could you imagine? Uh, I, no. Getting, I can imagine. Yes, yes, I can imagine. Yes. But I can also imagine how it plans out. I can also imagine out. me getting murdered. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know how it but ends. It, yeah, and there's no way you could be like, it's okay, it's okay. I'm depositing five mil into your account. Mm-hmm. Eddie, for five million, though. I <laughs> would. Would you let your wife. <laughs> no, get out of here. Five what? million a year. No, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is a movie. What's that movie? Indecent proposal. proposal. Oh. Eddie, for $5 million a Hit year. I, be, be, be honest here. Yes. You, have, you have four kids. I do. Life's right now financially a struggle at times for you. <laughs> yes. Let's just be honest. Yes, Put it out it there is. on the table. If your wife's ex-boyfriend from back in the day, <clears throat> mm-hmm. let's say it's the guy who started Twitter. <laughs> okay. All right. He's like, uh, Eddie, hey, bud. I'm still in love with your wife. I know you guys are together. You have four kids. love your family. For a Saturday and Sunday in June, every year, I will give you $5 million. Two days, but you can't ask any questions about it. $5 million a year. <laughs> that's crazy. I couldn't live with myself. Like, I, I, yeah, $5 million, that's great and all. But Mr. Rich, money doesn't buy everything. Like, you cannot buy my wife. Mm-hmm. We're married. She is my but wife. It, but, but you're also, she is mine. You're also talking about all your kids' college paid for. So? All I can your, work for all, that, too. All your kids' forever pay for that's even more fuel to work harder so i can do that and not take mr millionaire's money for my wife that's crazy i agree <laughs> okay dude <laughs> i was just checking it's a lot i mean dude in five years you have 25 million no i get it but there, i'd be every year i'd be like, every that weekend i'd be like mm, I ray die. what about you and bay would you let bay go away with uh, for oh five million easy ray don't let easy. him answer this uh, we're newlyweds five months uh it's touchy ground right now but uh <laughs> That is a lot of money. Five million bucks <laughs> but in I two think days. It would continue to be in the head for more than that weekend. So it'd be an entire year you're always thinking about this in the back of your head. It's not worth the money. It's really not. If it's going to affect your marriage, you're probably going to get a divorce a year in. They, they lasted 27 years. Dude. I don't know. Maybe there's no hooking up. I mean, that's a clause. That <laughs> yeah, like, okay. You, you can pay five million bucks to what, put a puzzle together? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe okay. they were really into each other intellectually and not physically. Okay, Ray. That could be it. Lunchbox. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Listen. You knew it. Yeah, $5 million is life-changing for generations. And okay, let's say after two years, I just said, hey, Twitter guy, I got my $10 million. Bye-bye. But at the same time, he wants to, if he won't allow me to cut it off after two years, I'll just keep counting that money all the way to the bank. I can retire. I mean, for that one weekend, I would never have to work another day in my life. Would your wife let you go away and she get paid $5 million? For sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I think we're like none of the women that are married to these men would accept the offer. I guarantee you, even if the husbands were like, okay, yes, you can go, they would be like, no, I'm not going. No, you have to go, though. It's the rule. Well, where do I start here? How about this? This is Max Bolden of Trinity, North Carolina. Said he has a good reason to be shocked. He won $1 million from a scratch-off lottery ticket, and he won a million in 2018 as well. Oh, wild, man. I mean, you know when the lottery gets these stories in this office. They're like, we got another one. We got to serve this to all the new. 
Because this is unbelievable. I know the odds of winning the I just must also show how many people are actually playing the lottery all the time because they say the odds of winning are, are so slim, but then there's always these winners. A woman said she couldn't believe her luck when she won $50,000 from an Idaho lottery scratch-off ticket just two weeks after collecting a $200,000 jackpot from a ticket she bought from the same store. Wow. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. But the winners are out there, right? Like, Lunchbox went to a website where he sees, like— well, it's, the, it's the commission. Like, I went two before I bought all my scratch-offs. Okay. So you know how much whatever you're buying You know how many big prizes are left. Right. Okay. In like, circulation. The ones that I have, there's, like, four $10 million left. There's, like— <laughs> Oh, Wow. <laughs> And so I'm like, come on. Yeah, they're still out there. Somewhere. It's just unbelievable that people are winning multiple times. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go here. This is Casey in St. Louis, who's on the phone. Hey, Casey, thank you for calling. What's happening? Hi. Yes. um, Morning, studio. Morning. I was calling because I heard your story about the guy who was really disappointed at his gender reveal. And I actually have the exact, almost the exact same video uh, when I found out I was having a little boy. Oh, you were disappointed with with a boy child? Yes. Um, it was my first child, and I just, I wanted a little girl so badly, because kind of what you guys said, I didn't know what to do with a boy. And um, we had a big party, and balloons coming out of a box, and... When the blue balloons came out of the box, I was visibly disappointed. There may have been tears oh shed my even, and my <laughs> my mom had to come and like console me. Um, so yeah, my son can never see that video, like ever. I don't think there's any shame in your visceral reaction being what it is. We're always told feel our feelings. It's not like she was like, "I'm really going to give yeah. it a, a cry if it's not what I want." She was disappointed because she wasn't educated yet on what was going to happen with her life. I imagine at this point there, Casey, you love your son and you're super pumped he's a boy. Oh, absolutely. But then I did have a little girl and her gender reveal video is much different. So I really can't show them their gender reveal videos. (laughs) She's like so excited. I think about age 16 you can and that'd be pretty funny. I don't know. It might still do some damage. Feel your feelings, folks. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. The three Fs. Feel feel, your feelings, folks. But when Lunchbox opens. Hold on. Feel your feelings, folks. (laughs) FFF. Yeah. But when Lunchbox opens a Christmas present, he's very disappointed and he's like throws it in the trash. Trash, that's not acceptable. That's just because he's not that good of a person sometimes. <laughs> no, that's showing my emotions. You say show your emotions. Feel your feelings, Feel folks. Your feelings. That's, that's feelings, uh, sorry, emotions. Thank you for your call. I appreciate that. I tell you, yesterday, and this will be up Friday on the Bobbycast, my podcast that I do, Craig Morgan came over to the house, and he was there at like 4 p.m. He has this huge Jeep. By the way, Craig Morgan's this guy. I'm the son of a third-generation farmer. And he had, I mean, so many number ones. He had, that's what I love about Sunday. Jam. So just hit after hit. And I was talking to him because he's such an outdoorsman. And I really like the guy. We've tried to find time to hang out, but he's all over the world. He was in the military. He was a cop. He, you know, when he was in the military and he was about to renew, his superior was like, you have to go try country music. It's like awesome. you're singing all the time. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And, and he tells that story on the podcast very in-depth. But he lives in Tennessee, and he lives in Alaska. And, and he was like, you got to come to He's He invited me to come to his house in Alaska probably more than 10 times. And, I, and it, that's a long trip. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a long way. It's above Canada. Yeah. And I'm like, man, Craig, I'd love to. And he's like, let me tell you about where we live. And so I'm expecting they got some 
you know, humongous house in Anchorage, you know, fancy pants, fancy pants part of Alaska. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like There's like two states I haven't been to, Alaska and Maine. And so he's like, come up. He said, what we do is we fly up. He goes, we're not, we're not near a big city or a city. I guess there's not a, a big, big city up there. He goes, we fly into that. Then we get a small plane and we fly over to this. He goes, and then we have to drive and park the truck. And he goes, if it's summertime, I have to walk nine miles to get to my place. What? He said, if it's wintertime, we can take a snow machine because it's all through the snow. He goes, but when I have to walk nine miles, I have to walk with guns because moose will attack, bear will attack. What, on what earth? is happening? It is crazy. Was he given this house because? I, I don't know. <laughs> Why would you buy something like that? I don't know. But he <laughs> loves it. And I said, what's, what's the Wi-Fi situation? He goes, well. <laughs> Wi-Fi. He goes, we got one of those little boxes, and sometimes we can get just enough to get email. And I was like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but he has to walk nine miles. He talked about, in like the 80s, you know, taking down Noriega and Panama. Oh, he was part of that? What? He did this po- Just, I hope you guys listen. We spent an hour talking. Yeah, he's lived quite the life. He has, and has had many different seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, from being in the Army, from being... A police officer to a struggling country artist. He lost his son too, right? Did he you did. Guys talk we, about that? we talked about that, and I asked him because I know him well enough to go tell me about this. Not so much about the, his situation with his son, but he has a song that he wrote about it. These things, and I was like, "How do you even get through that? Because mm. you have to think this. Because you wrote this song about your son, and he talks about that and gets choked up while talking about it. It is such a good podcast. I hope you guys." You can subscribe to the Bobbycast now, and it'll pop up on Friday. We always do the top five new music, little songs or albums of the week, and then we get into the interview or some sort of content. But it's Craig Morgan this week, and it is just fantastic. That's all. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Orange County, Florida. Road crews were redoing the road in front of a school, so they had to repaint it. So they put the lines down. It's a school zone. So they wrote S-C-O-H-O-L. S-C. There's no H in the right order. Do it. Say it again. They spelled it S-C-O-H-O-L. Skohal. Skohal. Oh, no. And they didn't notice their mistake until people sent pictures in. Skohal. Yeah. That's a mistake. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Did you know you're supposed to turn your ceiling fans and make them go the opposite way now? I had no idea why. I never heard of such thing. I saw this on like three different sites today. It's time to do something maybe you didn't do last year or ever, which is the first thing I read. And I was like, what what are they talking about? You're supposed to now reverse your ceiling fans. They're tilted at an angle for a reason. They should spin clockwise in the winter to pull the colder air up from the floor. Wow. That way it mixes with warm air, keeps you warmer. In the spring and summer, it should spin counterclockwise to push the air down so it blows on you and keeps you cool. If you've never changed them before, there's usually a black switch on the side of the fixture. Just clean the blades because they're probably covered in... Tell me about that. (laughs) Yeah. Dust, yeah. But it's usually just a little button. And they go the opposite direction. Had no idea. Me neither. I was this. I was today years old when I found out you're supposed to yeah. flip your ceiling fan. Even Raymundo got a little chuckle out of that. He'd never react to anything. Pretty, I mean, that's a fact of the day right there. That's crazy. Pretty so neat, huh? You just press the button. You don't have to physically turn the blades. According to the story. Oh, yeah. I've never been up that close to my ceiling fan, I don't think. <laughs> Except for take one of those dust, those feather dusters. You know how you lift oh, it up? Oh, yeah. And that's that only happens about once every five years. <laughs> But yeah, there should be like a, a little button there. It's a black switch on the side of the fixture. Clean the blades and then 
Yeah, it's a, I've seen the switch. It's a switch you that have? goes up and down. It's on like the base on top of the blades. Mind blown. We'll flip them around today. Yes. Or. Depending on when you last flipped, though, it might not need to be flipped. You got to turn it on, True. see which way it's going, and then determine if you need to flip it. What's going on with you today, Amy? Um, well, I'm interviewing um, Michelle Williams. You know, from, from Destiny's Child, yeah. Yes, so cool. I'm excited about that. What about you? Got to go do some stuff at the Opry. Got a um, video shoot. We're, we're doing our 10 lottery tickets in a row, the scratch-offs in a row, because I read that's how you do oh, it. Oh, yes. We'll see if I win big money. I might win big money. Tonight. You might, because you're doing it right this time. There's no such thing as right. <laughs> uh, I got a couple conference calls. Um, and like I mentioned earlier in the show, we messed up our date. I don't know if I was told wrong or if I just ran with something, which I often do. But the episode of our Bear Girls, that episode airs Monday coming up, not the 17th. So the 10th. So change your calendars. Oh, wow. okay, Cha- yes, change your calendars. Right. Yeah, I forgot to add that in. It is the 10th. It's Monday. Monday the 10th. At 8, 7 Central. Caitlin and myself on a new episode of Running Wild with Bear Girls. She dominates. I'll leave me out of it. <laughs> but it's on Nat Geo on the 10th. Now I got to be yelling this three times more than I was because I told everybody the wrong date. The 10th, Monday. All right, thank you guys. See you Monday. See you, uh, see you tomorrow. Bye. 